Aloha, everyone. Welcome to Sasha Spins, where you get my thoughts on life, current events, and everything else in between, in and out of the saddle. So let's get right on into it. Aloha. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening, wherever you are in your day. I hope you are doing well. I hope you are doing amazing. So I took a little break. March was crazy. Do you feel like March went on for 50, 11 days? I don't know why March always drags on. I think it's like that last holdout between winter ending, spring coming, winter, this raggedy hoe is trying to hold on for as long as possible and we're trying to kick her away and she's like, no. It's like that scene in The Color Purple where, C- where Celie and her sister are holding on to each other and Mr. is like trying to break them apart, okay? I'm Mr. in that situation. I'm trying to shove winter away, like get out of here. Come on, spring, let's go. <laughs> that was actually a really tragic scene in the movie. Mr. is terrible. And she was right until he did right by her. Everything he touched failed. It surely did. So go silly, but... <laughs> Anyways, let me not get ahead of myself. We are a minute in and I'm already getting sidetracked. So yes, I took a little break though. I took a little hiatus. I've just had a lot going on this month and I'm really excited to announce one of the things that I was working on and finally launched. I'm so excited about this. My From Scarcity to Abundance Workshop Addressing Diversity, Equity, Inclusion, and Representation Within the Fitness Industry. And this workshop, it's going to be an hour and 15 minutes long. When is it? It's Wednesday, April 14th, 2021, this year. So in two weeks. It's coming up really quickly. So if you haven't got your tickets to it, you can find the link. You can sign up for the event on Eventbrite. And the first five people to sign up, you get $5 off with code ABUNDANCE. So A-B-U-N-D-A-N-C-E, ABUNDANCE. Enter that in for $5. And that's the first five people to sign up. So more than five people have signed up thus far, but I don't know if I'm doing a good job of making it clear that you get $5 off. So I think we got maybe two or three more uses of that because it's capped at the first five people to sign up, get this $5 off. So definitely come through. And if you're like, Sasha, what is this? What's going on? It is a workshop in which we use mindfulness and mindset to address and improve diversity, equity, inclusion, and representation within the fitness industry. And it's not just the fitness industry, it's also the wellness industry, the health and wellness industry, because these are just, they all feed into one another. And basically, we gotta, the way we approach training our bodies, we have to approach training our mind. And so as I step into this meditation space, or I'll step into it, I've been in it. (laughs) I've been walking in it with McCain, strutting left and right. But no, we have to really, there is so much I see. People are so excited to work out, right? But when it comes to training our minds, when it comes to using mindfulness to improve our lives and just tool in our lives, people really struggle with that a little bit. So it's funny because I'm actually in the process of reading a book now for one of the book clubs book clubs that I'm in and it's called Mindful of Race by Ruth King and there's nothing new under the sun right and I only started reading this book about four days ago before I formed this program and so 
it has been so amazing to me to just discover that, you know, like I said, nothing is new under the sun. But as I was sitting down and forming my workshop, which I hope to extend to a program in the next upcoming months, and I've been working on that workshop for a few months, trying to infuse mindfulness and mindset, because I genuinely believe that racism, prejudice, discrimination, all of this ugliness and hatefulness we see in the world, it absolutely stems from and originates in a scarcity mentality. And I've always felt that. And as I've trained myself and grown and learned and done the education to recognize this, I'm like, how can we use mindfulness and changing our mindset, using our mindset, going from that scarcity to abundance mindset to encounter, to address, to improve all of these ills we see in society. So as I'm putting together my workshop without any real, which is going with my heart, like all of these things that I've learned, all of these courses I've taken, putting all of this together. And then I start reading Mindful of Race and I'm like, holy shit, this woman is doing exactly what I'm doing. And it was it was so powerful to me because like I said, nothing new, there's nothing new under the sun, but I didn't, as I was reading and as I was researching, I didn't see any material like that that fused both of them. So it's just really like everything the universe gives you signs if you are open to receiving those signs. And I strongly believe this. So what the universe does, if we're not open to receiving, it's like, okay, I'll come back in a few days or I'll come back in a few months or I'll come back in a few years. If you're not ready for that, but when you are ready, the universe gives you exactly what you need. So I have been working on so many things the past couple of months. And I don't know why I was so afraid to launch this workshop. I think it was a little bit of imposter syndrome. It was a little bit, and I know like imposter syndrome is trending right now. (laughs) It's not something that was trending for me because you talk about all of these things. There's a phrase that I did this up, the social media saloon. I've talked about that before. Maybe I have, maybe I haven't. If I haven't talked about it as much as you would like, let me know and I will absolutely do an episode on that. Um, it's a social media basically course. It's a t- It was a 12-week course. So I did this for three months with Jared Bean and I'm actually a support coach for this round. So it's amazing. It, it's been a really full circle experience because I went into this not knowing really what to expect. Like I just went in expecting to learn how to use social media and then it ended up being so much more. Like it really helped me find my path and my why, become very clear about my why, knowing that I didn't want to go back into what was 2019. And before 2020 became like a crazy, I knew that I didn't want to return to that. So I'm like, how do I then set myself up so I can be positioned to be where I want to be when people are rushing back to normal? I don't want to rush back to what my normal was before. Like the quarantine came at such a, just again, a a necessary time for me. I I don't know when a necessary or helpful or impactful (laughs) time it is to have a global pandemic. But I know for me before, I was so burnt out. I was so stressed out. I was very unhappy in the spaces that I was in around a lot of the people that I was around. And this past year has been so transformative 
for me. So as I'm sitting here putting this program together, I I was inspired to put this program together from everything that I learned in the course that I took and something that Jara always said. She's the person who like came up with this concept. Like it's her baby. Like she does a good job. And I think it's spoiled me for coaching programs forever while also simultaneously setting the bar for what I need to deliver and how I need to show up and like put my own stank on it, obviously, but delivering something that's impactful to people. But I, I, I felt this this like little imposter syndrome coming up and something that she had always said throughout the course was feel the fear and do it anyway, take messy action. So I was like, all right, I'm taking messy action and I'm doing this. And I prayerfully people will sign up, but I also felt that fear of imposter syndrome. And it's like, where do I fit in with all of the other offerings? Because you have probably yourself, if you work for a good employer, you yourself have taken a diversity, equity, inclusion, and representation in the workplace training course. And there are so many offerings out there that I'm just another drop to the bucket. And it was very easy for my imposter syndrome to take over and be like, well, Sasha, where do you fit in? This already exists and that already exists. So why do they need you for it? And I really had to tell myself, why do they, you know, you have, you have like a devil and an angel sitting on your shoulder, the devil and on my shoulder, that little cloud of freaking negativity that we all had, that, that, that defeating, limiting self-talk, it's saying all these things and the little angel on my shoulder that's like the positivity maven. And she's like, yes, queen, you can do it. What she was telling me and what I what I just came to feel once I like flicked that imposter syndrome off and flicked off that that scarcity mindset and that comparison mindset was like, yeah, there's so many other people out there and they're offering amazing things, but I'm me and I'm offering something that's just as good, if not better, because it's taken from a different perspective and there is value in so many of the different offerings. And then another like little fear is like, what if no one signs up? What if no one shows up? So embarrassing. And it's just like, well, if only one person shows up, then it was made for that one person. And again, these scarcity, these limiting beliefs that we are taught that that become a part of our soundtrack. And it's not even the soundtrack in my life. It's not the soundtrack, my self-talk. I don't think like that anymore because I exist in this abundance mindset. But I was recently on a coaching call with Spencer Rice and he was he is the husband of one of the Soul Cycle founders. He was saying that if no one's going to believe in you, you have to believe in you always. And it's not just about how many people show up. You're not trying to be like everybody else. You're trying to be like yourself. And he was like, that's what sets Soul Cycle apart because it literally was the first of its kind. And now you see Soul Cycle and it's this globally recognized brand like you put up that soul cycle that that yellow wheel and everybody instantly if you are exist in the space of fitness anyway but even if you don't exist in the space of fitness you know it, it it's an easy identifiable recognizable symbol and if they had listened to everybody else that told them that they were going to fail if they had listened to those limiting beliefs or if they were only worried about who else wasn't in the room would they have been successful? Would they have taken that leap? So that's what I had to tell myself. And a lot of the time as a cycling instructor, because we exist in this space of scarcity, where it's like, how many people are signing up? How many people are showing up? Like we used to do this thing um, in one of the studios that I used to coach at, they would 
stack the room. I don't know if I'm supposed to share this industry secrets, whatever. Don't tell nobody I told y'all this. <laughs> so to make a class look fuller, what this studio does is they would go in and they would block off bikes. And no one signed up for these empty bikes, but it's a psychological tool. If people see that something is limited and something is scarce, they want to be in that. So when we would like, when we would just leave the groom or ride as it is or class as it is, and it wasn't filling up, we, we didn't create that demand, right? Everybody saw that the bikes were open, so there was no urgency. But if we blocked off like 15 bikes within a day, the entire room would fill up, right? Because you've created that kind of scarcity. And yeah, it's great for getting butts on bikes, but if your focus is only the amount of people in the room, the number of people in the room, then why are you there? You know, and, and unfortunately within the fitness industry, we've taught people to think like that, like to just be so wor- to just be focused on the tiers and how much they're getting paid for a class. And if, if I fill up X, Y, and Z bikes, if I get 50 people in here, this is how much money I get. So they're not focused on the people that are in the room, the bodies that are in the room. They're not focused on the quality. They're just focused on the quantity. And that's something that I've really had to work out of my system as a fitness instructor because that's what the that's what the industry wants you to believe. It wants you to exist in scarcity. And that goes against, so against my core and my why. And you may be like, well, Sasha, why are you in the industry? Why are you, why are you doing something that goes against your why? And it's the practices that go against my why, not the space itself. Because still to this day, being up on that bike, being up on that podium I get that sense of nervousness. I get that sense of like jitters and those jitters. It's like, I care. I want to put on a great ride. I want everybody to just come in there and have a good time. I love the energy in the room. I love just creating that space where people can just come in and feel like they can just hang loose and be themselves. And that is something that I love so much about this fitness industry. That's what I love so much about cycling. But because it is, a larger part, it's a, it's a microcosm of our society that means it still has the ills that plague our society, that discrimination, that racism, that scarcity, that discrimination, that prejudice, that lack of representation, all of these horrible things. And instead of walking away from this space and being like, you know what, I don't, des- I, I don't deserve this or I'm not going to deal with it. And yeah, no one deserves that. I certainly don't deserve it. And some people do decide they're going to walk away. And many people do. This last year was crazy and it was sad how many BIPOC instructors I saw walk away from the fitness industry because of everything that they had been through, how they had been treated by their management when COVID happened. So you're already in, existing in this industry where you are not being taken care of and you're being discriminated against and feeling a sense of prejudice. And now you have on top of that, now you have a global pandemic and you're still being mistreated and there's still a preference for white instructors and the discrimination is still happening and the racism is still happening and the lack of representation is still happening. You would walk away too, you know, and and, and I don't blame any instructors that walked away 
For me, however, I wanted to make the choice that if I'm going to be in this space, I'm going to make it better because that's how I was raised. And if I'm going to, if I'm going to do it alone, then I'm going to do it alone. And if only five instructors show up because they are committed to being better people and creating better spaces, and that means only five instructors show up because they are committed to building better spaces and being in better spaces. And I, I launched it last week. Yeah, I took last week off. I just really wanted to focus on the workshop and getting a couple of things down. So I took last week off. But what also happened last week is I posted something on Instagram. And if you are not following me on Instagram, I encourage you to go check it out. It was a post from, I want to say it was last Tuesday or last Wednesday. Let me see, let me see, let me see which one was it. Yeah, it was March 24th. So last last Wednesday, sorry. Yeah, so last Wednesday. And it was basically my take on a TikTok trend that was taking the X, Y, and Z things people have said to me and putting them on motivational posters. And what I did is I took all of the microaggressions, well, not all of them. (laughs) We would have been there for a good long time. But I took a couple, a handful of microaggressions that I have experienced as a black instructor within the fitness industry and juxtapose them against motivational posters and signs. And the outcome that has come from that, the outcry that has come from that has been, I've never seen anything like it. On TikTok, it has over 30,000 views now, I want to say. No, no, no. I think it has about 20,000. 25,000 views. And on Instagram, it has 48,000 views at the point of this recording. And the messages that I've gotten from people, not even just the comments people have left, but the messages that I've gotten from people saying that they've experienced these things too. They can't believe this is still, is still happening. One woman said she's been in the industry for 14 years now. And That is just the tip of the iceberg for her. The things that she saw me say, those are things that she has experienced herself. And that for me, let me know that, okay, this workshop is timely. I need to put it out there. I need to do something about this because as we are opening up the world again and people are getting vaccinations and side note, I'm in Northern Virginia this vaccination rollout has been trash. Um, I'm very irritated about it, and I try not to talk about it, but it is annoying the crap out of me. The, uh, there, there doesn't seem to be any rhyme. There doesn't seem to be any reason behind it whatsoever. And I'm like, what the hell is going on right now? I'm seeing able-bodied people my age, and there's just over this, they're like 15 minutes away from me in DC, and they're like, yeah, boo, we getting vaccinated, turn up. Meanwhile, I'm here in Virginia, signed up, pre-registered, and maybe I'll get it in August or, no, August or September, who knows? And everyone's like, be patient, be patient. And I'm like, listen, give me my freaking vaccine. But then I was like, well, you know what? I don't know if I want to take it now. You know, so it's a very personal decision, I still haven't really made my mind up yet. Um, I think, you know, the smallest part of me is like, I only want it because I can't get it. You know, <laughs> again, that's scarcity. You, you, you create a scarcity, you create the demand. So there are people, I was just reading on the New York Times, that there are people who are driving as far out, the people in DC and Northern Virginia 
going to Ohio, going to different counties in Virginia. This one woman was saying she went down to Florida. And I'm like, get it together. Get it together, DMV. But anyway, so as the world is starting to open up again and we're starting to rush back to normal, it is honestly crazy to me how many people are wanting to go back to this normal. Because what we used to normalize was so it's so toxic. It's not good for anyone. So I'm like, if I am going to go back into certain spaces, I want it to be on my own terms. And I'm not going to, because there were so many, there was so much shit, there was so much dysfunction that we have internalized and normalized. And then if you go against it, you're the problem. You just need to fit in. You just need to get with the program. You just need to conform. And one of the microaggressions that I put on my um, on that little the, the TikTok slash Instagram I did was the one time I was accused of by management by management, um, by, by owners, one of the owners, one of the owners, <laughs> he accused me of creating a gang mentality because I requested to please order medium-sized sports bras because the sports bras that we had in the studio were small and extra small. So do I apologize for having breasts? Like, like what? I'm sorry. I'm a little bit bigger. I'm a 6'8". I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to fit into these smalls and extra smalls. But again, instead of them to receive, receive our requests, because I wasn't the only, I was the first instructor to speak up. And that's what always happened at the studio. Everybody else had mouth and they would talk on the side, but nobody would say anything at the moment. And then when I would speak up, everybody came in afterwards like, yeah, and I want this and I want that. And then I look as if it, the, the appearance that it comes off to management is I'm creating some kind of mutiny. And I'm like, no, if I ask for medium sized sports bras and, and everyone else finally feels the courage to say what they want to say, that's not on me. Because it was normalized in that environment, toxicity was normalized and people were afraid to speak out because there was so much retaliation going on. And it just so happened that I was one, the one person that would consistently be retaliated against because I was the one person that would speak up when things were wrong and just be like, this is not okay that this is happening. So people would comfortably hide behind me and then... You know, I become everyone's literal, literal shield of armor, like, (laughs) but I'm not going back to that environment. Thank God. I wish them well. Um, That's canceled. But anyway, so all of this to say that these kinds of spaces within the fitness industry, within the health industry, within the wellness industry, they're not unique because there have been black instructors from all walks of life that I've never met before, studios across the country, not even in this country, some of them not even in this country, that messaged me to share their experiences. And I'm like, no, we can't go back to this as a fitness industry. We can't go back to it. I'm going to see a need. And I see a need in the space that I'm in and the space that I love. And I'm going to change that space. And I hopefully that is my goal to change it for the better and I'm just really, I'm really excited about it. Um, I feel that nervousness that I feel when I coach classes. And that's how I know 
it's a good it's it's a good thing. When I when I don't feel nervous about things, I'm like, okay, clearly I don't care. <laughs> clearly I'm not putting any effort into this because when you put something when you put effort and love into something, you want it to go well. So because you have all of this energy, some of it is nerves, like is everything going to be okay? Is everything going to be okay? And you plan for this and you plan for that, and that's how I show that I care. That's how I know that I'm showing up and I'm going to do right by this. So if you are free, April 14th, 2020 at 6 p.m. EST, I want you to head to Eventbrite to sign up for that. It is, uh, you get $5 off if you use code abundance and you are one of the first five people to purchase a ticket. And I think there's two or three promo codes for abundance hanging out left to be used. So run, don't walk. I'm not like creating the scarcity demand. Okay. Like just be there because you're a good person and you want, you want to improve your spaces. And I also want to in the future, because these are things that as I was writing the workshop and it was like months of putting this together. So I don't know what I was so afraid of. I worked on this for months and I'm just finally happy that I just like took the leap. I was like, I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to do it. Um, as I was writing it out, I was like, this is something that could broadly be applied to any space. So I think in the next upcoming months, maybe in May or June, I want to do one for just life, creating better spaces for life, whatever, whatever space you are in. This is how you use your mindset or how you change your mindset using mindfulness and mindful practices to create better spaces. So that's what I got coming up on the horizon. Your girl, I, I needed this time off just to just to give myself a little break because I'm in three separate courses right now, support coaching one of them and still trying to build things on my own. So taking some periodic breaks and then I did a podcast recently. It's supposed to come out. Thursday, April 1st, not an April Fool's joke. It's supposed to come out. (laughs) And it's going to be with Late to the Party. Maria, I'm so excited. I had a great time talking to her. So I've been here. I just, your girl just needed a little break, a little breaky break. I'm back at Equinox Anthem Row. We started last Tuesday. We are back to, we're not fully open. We don't have all of our bikes available. Still only six bikes available. We're still in masks, but I'm just excited to be back. I love the Equinox fam. So if you're in the DMV and you've got an Equinox membership, I would love to see you. If you're not coming to Cycle Bar, absolutely come through to Equinox. So yeah, life has been good. Your girl just needed like a little breaky poo, but I'm back. I'm super excited. Sign up for the workshop and take care of yourself. Drink your water, stay hydrated, mind your business and go make your bed. <laughs> if you're if you're listening to this right now and you're like, did I make my bed? Go make your bed. Right? I, that's so random, but honestly, making my bed first thing in the morning it just gets me ready to start the day. Like it, it, it's like the first productive thing that I do, and I it just sets the tone for like a productive day. I've noticed at the mornings that I skip it. I don't have as productive as a day. It's like a it's like a psychological thing, right? I don't. I'm sure there's like technical scientific language but my language is just girl go make your bed bruh go make your bed that's it that's it so yeah go if you have any questions comments concerns please reach out to me on instagram at the sasha whitney again head to eventbrite to get your tickets and until next time peace out